welcome to Film Friends. I'm your host, Jordan Smith, and with me, as always, co-host Kate Eingorn. Hello! <laughs> Special guest, Matt Bailey. Hey. Hey guys, how you doing? What up? <laughs> We're all very cautious of yeah. how close and far we are from the new microphones that we're sending back. <laughs> so, so you know, we pride ourselves on being transparent with the listeners. We gotta let you know, we are recording from a remote location this time, <laughs> with a shoddy setup at best. Um, so if there's any, if it sounds weird, or if there's anything going on, you might hear. Some strange sounds in the room. We're, right, we're currently in a basement somewhere in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. if you hear weird noises, that's our captor. <laughs> that's our captor. It's kind of like a saw situation. Or like a split situation. So we're hoping for like Danny Glover to come save us. But or they're really, they're really big fans of the podcast, so they said the show must go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's why we were kidnapped. <laughs> they captured us. They were mad we didn't really do a GoFundMe. <laughs> so they captured you us. You mean a Venmo? And a Venmo, yeah. They were mad the episode's late, <laughs> so they grabbed us last night. Mm-hmm. So um, forgive us for the sound. We promise we will correct it. Forgive uh, me, my lord. You know, for the next episode. Um, but we also thought, you know, do we just skip the whole week until we get a good setup, until we have a studio? Until we, said, we have a fuck no a proper sounding episode, and we said no. That thought didn't cross my mind. <laughs> this is this is a tribute to one of the movies we are doing tonight. Interesting. I don't get it, <laughs> but it's Yo, a tribute. Right, let's tribute it. To <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that being said, episode number forty-three. We fucking did, did it. it. <laughs> Um, I know many of you didn't think we'd make it here, but, you know, fuck you, we're here. Fuck you, bitch. Uh, so this is our episode to all the haters. <laughs> um, and, you know. Yeah, uh, shout out to all our haters. <laughs> really don't know what to say while Jordan is trying to pull something up on his phone. Um, so I'll pull something up out of my butt. Just All kidding. Right. There's actually the best 43 fact for this episode. Ooh, let's hit, hit us with it. Guess how old our film friend is today. 43. Yep. Wait, like today? Not today, uh. but like in present day. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's a good age. Well, now I, I want to change my uh, height, weight, and birthday. No, you guess. don't. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, the reason there is a lot of hesitation for me... Um, was because I was looking up an athlete with the number 43, but at first I looked Darren up... Darren I looked up... Oh, there you go. We could have just asked could've, Bailey. Could have saved me. I looked yeah. up 44 instead, so I can't wait for next week's uh, episode. You're well going to be the most lethargic episode. Yeah, yeah. We're off to a great start. You know what? <laughs> Let's dive right into it. Let's Jordan, it you pick? And I'm proud to say it was my choice this week. Going back to the roots, I know it's the year of the guest. I know we're in the throes of repeat season, but we're going back to the roots here in this basement. <laughs> um, um, so it was my choice, and I picked one of my favorite actors 
of all time. That's the a big great statement. The undeniably great Mushu. Joaquin Phoenix. Are you are you gonna throw it over to yourself as <laughs> Yeah, throw to it why? over. So now Jordan, I'm gonna throw it over to you and say who you did and why. So no, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix has been one of my favorites for a long time. Um, you know, loyal listeners will know basically all my picks are the cast of the village. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So uh, I'm just keeping that going. Um, I loved his role in the village. In I the loved village. it. I loved it in the signs. <laughs> the <laughs> signs. Are you a true fan? Of um, signs? I'm a little tired. Uh, and you know, in the I, village. I love him in the village. Uh, <laughs> But I also do love him in one of the movies that we're going to review today. I think he's awesome in it. Oh, you mean 8mm? And, um, no, <laughs> not that one. Uh, but I also love him in his weird mockumentary slash documentary uh, that he did that like a lot of people thought was real, but it turned out to be a farce. Um, you know, the list goes on. I'm looking forward to him in the in Sisters Brothers. Um, I just think he's honestly one of the best of our generation. Oh, wow. I really do. Yeah, I mean... You did a straight-up Owen Wilson just then. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Maybe Owen Wilson will be a film fan <laughs> one day. Who knows? I agree, though. I think he's very, like, versatile. Like, I wrote a note that he's plays like all these weird and different characters but he does them all very successfully Mm -hmm. and i mean you can't deny his johnny cash portrayal too that's like i think his best role i haven't seen it um even though he's pretty spectacular in the village (laughs) i'm Um, also excited for him to be the joker yeah i don't i don't i don't know i mean i think he will make it cool yeah I don't really know about the movie itself. See, I'm very excited. I think we spoke about this maybe last episode. Also, like a while ago when we did the Sam Rockwell episode, I said Sam Rockwell would be a great Joker. And if they did the Joker origin story uh, from... Killing Joke? The Killing Joke. um, I think that'd be a really good story, and I think that's what they're doing, right? I think they're doing... um yeah, I think so, because they used Joker, the Azarello one, for Dark Knight, so, I believe. I guess the part that throws me off is the uh, the director, Todd Phillips. Who is that? Is the guy who just does comedies. Like, he's responsible for the Hangover movies. Responsible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that's, responsible. That's his chore. For the Hangover movies. And, like, old school and stuff. So, like, I don't really know what he's going to bring to the table as, like, the writer-director. Let's see what he pulls out of his sleeve. Yeah. Hopefully he's got something up there. I mean, I hope that they don't make it too jokey and funny. You know what I mean? I I think it should be dark. And that's why I think Joaquin... Joaquin has some demons. For sure. Jim Carrey was the Riddler, right? Yeah. Okay. Was that a joke? (laughs) A joke about the Riddler. Literally the same guy. Oh, Oh, God. The Joker and the Riddler. Zach is out there shaking his fist at us right now. He is. Um, I did just stumble across uh, a movie that came out 
in March of this year uh, called Mary Magdalene, where Joaquin Joaquin plays Jesus. (laughs) So that's like the ultimate role, right? (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't know how to... Yeah, everyone's dying to play Jesus. Joaquin Phoenix, Jim Caviezel. (laughs) I feel like I'd be like, nah. Yeah, that... I mean, he picks... I think he's very, like... He's, he's not picking. like a one-for-you, one-for-me guy. He's like a all-for-me all kind of guy. And I love cool. I love that about him. <laughs> <laughs> like when he did Ladder 49. <laughs> he was very passionate about He loved it. Fire. He's very passionate about ladders. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know what? Can we hash it out? What are you we, looking up right Yeah, now? you're just like... <laughs> I was looking at his filmography. I could look at it all day. Hotel Rwanda... <laughs> Ooh, Don Cheeto? Um, but you know what? We're, we're talking about all his successes here. Why don't we talk about his worst rated movie? Let's Yo, start I there. actually really like him in Gladiator. That's like where he first came to like... Oh, yeah. Isn't he a little prick in Isn't that movie? Isn't he Julius yeah. Caesar or something? He's a little prick. He reminds me of like the... Like a Joffrey character, but like yeah. grown up. But he's great. Just like a prick, yeah. I know you love him in Signs. Oh, I love him in Signs. Yeah. A swing away, Meryl. Yeah. I like swing he wears away, that Meryl. tinfoil hat. Swing oh. away, Meryl Reese. Um, yeah, I wonder if we'll ever do another M. Night movie. I'm sure. You think? You think they're tight still? I don't know. That's a good question. I think Maybe if... it'll be a Twitter poll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, like, Glass is, like, coming out in January, but I can't wait for the next M. Night movie after Yo, Glass. <laughs> this might be a hot take. I'm looking forward to the next M. Night movie more than I am Glass. Well, I get it, because Oof. Glass is more of, like, all right, we get it, it's a sequel. Like, yeah. we're not going I know. Yo, I have, gonna... I have big fears about Glass. I do. Are you afraid of Windows? <laughs> I just... <laughs> I have a fear that it's going to flop. He's on a roll right now, and I don't want him to flop. He's too hot right now. He's too hot. It's scary. Um, but anyways, let's let's dive into the worst-rated movie. Wait, uh, I want to say one more thing. It's scary. I think that Joaquin will do another M. Night movie if he writes the role for Joaquin. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, because you know, when M. he gets asks- his... When Emily asks you to do a role, you don't turn it down. You'd fucking do it. I'd like to see a list of the people who turned turn down. them down and hunt them down. I feel yeah. Um, all right, so first movie we're going to review today is the 1999 pre Y2K masterpiece, Eight Millimeter. Yeah. yeah. Directed by the the great Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Which Kate and I were talking about this. He does. He did the the good Batman movies, right? <laughs> yeah, the best Batman movies. He did them. I feel like he did one good movie, and everyone was like, "Take That's my money." That's what we were talking about. If you look at his like, all his movies. What's his What's his best and worst? <laughs> he did Falling Down. Falling Down, which is one of my favorite movies. And something Love it. else, pretty. Like significant, um, um, but that Lost Boys. Yeah, Lost Boys is his thing. Are you guys really gonna sit there? Yes. And tell me, you don't like Flatliners? Never seen it. Did he do the original? Yeah. Uh, I like the original. Yeah, maybe I'm a Joel Schumacher fan. 
Because I kind of liked 8mm, too. Oh. So Yo, are you still going to sit there <laughs> and tell me you didn't like the number 23? Uh, yeah, I actually do like that movie. You told me it was bad. Uh, it's bad, but it's like a bad movie that I like. It's kind of math-related, so... <laughs> There's kind numbers of. in the title. Um, when I hear his name, I think about sneakers. It just sounds like like a sneaker company. That's yeah, my thing. you know what? I'm not gonna argue that. Thank you. Um, I will say I don't know really what you're talking about, but I'll back you on it. Oh, I'd buy you. Schumacher shoes. See, there you go. <laughs> All right. So synopsis for eight millimeter. Um, I'm reading. Whoa, this is way too long. It's two pages. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the whole. Yeah, movie. I'll give you a synopsis. Okay, you got Nicolas Cage. He's a... Um, P.I. Yeah, private investigator. And some rich old lady hires him to see what's up with this videotape from her dead boyfriend. Husband. <laughs> Husband. <laughs> and the videotape shows... Um, some, some shit. Some girl getting killed by this man in the mask. <laughs> and... In the we, mask. And then we meet the Jim Carrey Joaquin mask. Phoenix as, as Max Galfoy. Yeah, and then they go meet Joaquin, and he's, like, wearing some weird outfits. He's, like, I don't know what he is, but he's, like, uh, Eccentric. extravagant. In his, in Yo, I love your synopsis so much. We make fun. this a thing. This guy's wearing the mask. <laughs> um, a private investigator is what? hired to discover if a snuff film is authentic, over, is authentic or not. So you were right. You yeah. hurt my feelings. Nicolas Cage is a PI. Some old lady <laughs> finds uh, the oh. snuff film in her husband's safe. That no one has the combination that to. That no one has the combo to. Um, yeah, and Nick Cage plays the, the main character, Tom Wells. Joaquin plays Max California. Which cannot Sick be his real Which name. he kind of looks like Billy Joel Armstrong from... Uh, Billy Joel Gr- Armstrong. Billy Joe. <laughs> Billy Joel Armstrong. <laughs> Billy Joel Schumacher <laughs> um, from Green Day. But... Uh, oh, you know, actually... He does in, like, the uh, When I Come Around music videos. Green right? Day adjacent. He looks like um, the other guy from Green Day. Not Mike the Dern. Drummer. Mike Dern. Trey yeah. Cool. Not Trey Cool, the other one. Honestly, they all look alike. Yeah, just smush them together and you get Max California. Uh, and he wears a lot of crop tops. Yeah, that yeah. are very inappropriate. A lot of belly shirts. Where it's like tight and like belly sticking out. But does he look good? He yeah. looks interesting. <laughs> um, do you think Joaquin's hot? Oh, yes. 100%. I think he's... His... Yeah, I think he's hot. I, I I mean, I don't know if it's traditional. I don't think it's traditional, but he's definitely rugged and like I good looking. I think we don't think it's traditional because he plays such weird roles. That and he's we got like... that lip thing going on. Hey, gap is, tooth is it, lip is it a cleft thing. Lip? Is that what he I, th- I think so. I or he's just a scar. Oh yeah, fa- go ahead. Oh, drop it. Okay. Drop it. Let me find it. We're, we're talking about it. So. Yeah, we are just off the cuff tonight. Yeah, well, so... the, the listeners know that. His scar is a, a birthmark. So Whoa, his really? mom felt like pain during delivery, and he came oh. out with that. Wow. It's a birthmark. Nice. Bitches. Um, yeah, so 
So Nicolas Cage is giving you his typical Nicolas Cage in this movie. Honestly, like he like you said, Kay, he phoned this one. Oh in. yeah, that's what I say. He phoned it in. He learned the lines the day of this movie. No, not even. Someone was standing next to him telling him the lines right before he was about to say them. And uh his wife Catherine Keen played by Catherine Keener in this. Shout out forty year old virgin. Shout, <laughs> Shout out. out. Um their interactions are so cold and just like yeah. they're not even in the same room. Literally, too. one of my favorite things though is about their relationship. He comes in from his day at work, says to his wife, "Hey, honey, how's the textbook business today?" <laughs> and I'm like, "So you're gonna give us one reason why she deserves to be in this movie?" And she is holding that baby in every scene. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a newborn. Dude. It needs to breastfeed. <laughs> but she was never breastfeeding. <laughs> but she never has her breasts out. She just that wanted her problem. breasts out. Uh, was, she doesn't oh. know how. <laughs> um, I hate. <laughs> I hated how. Um, speaking of the baby, how Nicolas Cage would always call her Cinderella. For some reason, I it just. It rubbed me the wrong way. I can see that because Cinderella was an orphan. It's just like a weird thing to call like. A little kid. I don't know. I just I felt I felt weird about it. Like so, the whole premise is he's going in this like underground porn ring, basically to like find whoever films snuff films and stuff. So he's like doing that. Then every once in a while, he checks in with his wife, and like he's he's there looking at all this disgusting stuff. And then he's like, "How's Cinderella?" (laughs) It's just like a weird. Maybe her name is Cinderella. It was Cindy. Uh huh. Bold, bold, but he did call her Cindy, and then he called her Cinderella. So yeah, Cindy I, is short. For, are all Cindy's Cinderella? Please let us I know. Think we're onto something. Um, if you're Cindy, let us know if your full name is Cinderella. Um, I do want to ask something. I mean, I don't know much about this, but so there's times where he goes into like these. Max California is basically his entryway into the porn industry. Works at the adult. That porn scene. Yeah, he works at an adult. uh, He works at an adult. He works at an adult. And um, (laughs) so he's like showing him around. And apparently people hate snuff films. Like these people are, are peddling the most disgusting porn tapes. But then when he asks for snuff, they like. Freak out. Freak out so hard. Is snuff inappropriate? Is that a word? Is that a word? I'm just is, like... Is, is, is a snuff film one where they literally just kill someone in it? Yeah, Maybe. I think I think, so. I think that's what that means. Yeah. And that's why they're like, um, dude, yeah, chill. chill. Yeah. But they yeah. also talk about... They literally say that snuff films are urban legends. <laughs> and I was like, that's a stretch. I was like, if everyone knows what a snuff film is, yeah, they have to be a real thing. They're crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy that like... I mean, what was this, 99? They were, I guess they did the snuff film a while ago when they had to literally film it on right, film. Right, yeah. Which they only had one, like, copy of. Yes. Where it's like today, it would just be but all they, over the internet. They said snuff films are urban legend and unheard of. They're just trying to hide their tracks. Yeah. yeah. No, well, Nicolas Cage says that. Hey, As the he's PI, trying, he's trying to hide his dress. Yo, I do have to say, Nicolas Cage has some great PI work in this though. When he pulls, so James Gandolfini, 
yeah. is like the porn director, one of the porn directors, and he really just taps his phone and like gets him <laughs> like yeah. from and he's looking at him through binoculars he, like great pr he definitely did the he did the classic like i know what you did and i'm yeah. gonna tell all right hang up and then like all right who's he gonna call like, yeah who's he gonna call but, but it worked it, it worked. was great but it also so like well. if you're gonna do that aren't don't you want to watch their reaction when you call them because you would get so yeah, he much from body looking. language he literally didn't look at him called him and then when he hung up he got up and looked at him i was like mm-hmm. that doesn't make a lot of sense to me so james gandolfini the late great honestly mm-hmm. um norman play, reedus is in it too. yeah norman yeah. reedus mm-hmm. and then there's another so james gandolfini plays eddie pool and he's like a porn director and then there's another porn director who actually directs like the snuff films they yeah. find that guy and that's his name's dino velvet um and i know you're gonna say and uh, he's played by peter stormare who's did you guys recognize he's him? the uh, bad guy from bad boys 2 <laughs> oh. Uh, well, oh he is that <laughs> and uh and veep what is that show called oh True he's Blood. A- Oh, True Blood, That's yeah. What I'm thinking. And he's in Jurassic Park too. Or The Lost World. He's Wait, one of the bad are guys. Are you thinking of Andy from True Blood? The guy in the mask? Oh man. So yeah, you're right. You're right. You're wrong and you're right. <laughs> um, and then there's a third main character called Machine. <laughs> and now he's the guy in the porn films that are in the mask. He's in the he's wearing the mask <laughs> and he's the one who killed the girl. Um, and that's played by that guy who's in True Blood. He's a sheriff in True Blood. Yeah. Don't know his name. If you haven't seen True Blood, watch all like eight seasons and then, you know, listen to this. Then, yeah, complete this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Um, yeah, Normus Reedus has a sick scene <laughs> where he's just in prison, but like Nicolas Cage just walks up to him. <laughs> Somehow he has that access. <laughs> he lies a lot to get like. Yeah, but and they're not convincing. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, Nicolas Cage has does great PI work. I don't know. I don't know how else to say. It. I did take a clip of Nicolas Cage. Oh, like, we need to freaking hear it. Yo, did the clip from last week sound okay or no? Um, did it get cut? You know, I have no idea. <laughs> no, it sounded okay. It sounded okay. You definitely. This one, this one is probably gonna sound horrible. Bad. Um. But, so just to kind of set this up, turns out the old lady's lawyer is the one who made this snuff film happen. Spoiler alert. Wait, can we, now that the old lady's brought up, I want to say something real quick. Sure. Classic old person in a wheelchair in a mansion. <laughs> oh, like, so classic. I just think that house is a waste for you. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, like, you're in one room. All the time. But I feel like that's such a trope where there's always like yeah. the widow or the widower is like left in a wheelchair in this mm. expensive mansion where everything's made out of leather and wood. It's just like. And at one point she's just going through her finances, like Did her financial you know? records. Oh. <laughs> and she just tells. Okay. She just tells Nicholas Cage and he's like, I don't care. Yeah, he's like, this is not important information. Yeah, when they do reveal that the lawyer. Uh, you meet him earlier in the movie. Yeah. Was like behind the film mm-hmm. somehow i did have like an oh fuck moment yeah i did too i didn't i didn't expect that the whole yeah. time long like, i don't think they even need they needed that really it was no. like 
They didn't. It was kind of cool, though. <laughs> you know, my thing is, like, <laughs> this, if I was a private investigator, this might have been a job I would have, like, passed on. <laughs> yeah. Except, like, this yeah, old that lady's got so much money, and she's like, I'll pay you literally whatever you want. Uh, true. <laughs> well, he true. did it because, like, he just had a daughter, and this was someone's daughter. Uh, yeah. That's a good point, too. That's and the lady good. just wanted to know that the girl was, that it was a fake film. That the girl was actually alive. But turns out it was very real. She yeah. wanted to know if her husband was a monster or yeah. not. Check no for no. Check yes for yes. Can we also talk about the girl who got killed in the film? Her mom was, like, a little strange, right? Yeah. She, like, I, mean, I felt bad for her because, you know, her daughter, daughter got murdered. But was there some sexual tension between her and Nicolas Cage? Yeah. She, she was trying to fuck him. For sure. Oh, for sure. She but was so She lonely. was. It was weird. It was weird. Oh, it was just loneliness. She's lonely. She's living in that shithole house with the thought that her daughter's gonna fucking come back and her shit-ass husband, who was a fuckhead, left her. And he's the reason why she left. So it was like, well, fuck, my life's this. We're cursing up a storm right now and yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Well, guys. we're being held captive, so... <laughs> But I will say, uh, yeah, there was a scene in the beginning where um, Nicolas Cage's wife was like, you were smoking cigs, weren't you? And uh, he was like, no, I wasn't. And she's like, I can definitely smell them on you. But then they didn't, like, come back to that at all. I feel like that was like... It was so weird. Kate and I were like, okay, smoking cigarettes is going to play a big part in this. I know why it did. I know how it played out. He How lights that house. He lights the at the end. He lights the. Oh, the house with James Gandolfini. Yeah, it's, it's in it? just a. I know, but that's such a weird like build up. But I think that's oh, what it yeah. was. He just built up like he loves fire. He can't stop with the fire. It did not pay off no. one bit. And also, like if your wife doesn't want you to smoke and you're trying to hide it from her, why the hell would you smoke it in the house? You can say fuck. I can, but I feel bad. I feel like I use my limit. <laughs> yeah. You're not at your limit yet. We're in a new wait place. For the, so. Wait for the new, um, the next movie. So but seriously, why would you do that? Talking about not paying off, though. You know what did pay off? Me waiting for the first Nicolas Cage freak out because it didn't happen until the very end, and I I actually captured it. Oh, you, you were about to play this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I captured it. So I just want to set that up. This is kind of where. Nicholas Cage finds out that the lawyer set him up, and he—they're outside, and he's there's a gun play and all this stuff, and gun he starts—he starts freaking out. So hopefully you could hear this. I love gunplay. So much mouth. Did you watch it with him? What? The snuff film. Did you watch it with him? This is not helping your friend. Now get the film and let's go. So you get him off, huh, Mr. Christian? Watching them cut her up like that? Did he jerk off to it? You sit there, hold his cock, give him the hand job while, while Marianne Matthews was dying? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to understand! What the fuck did he want with a snuff film? You're asking me why? Yes, why? Why? Why do you want a film? I'm a little girl being butchered! Because he could. He did it because he could. Wow. Yeah, some powerful stuff there. Yeah. Yo. 
I like it. I like when Nicolas Cage yeah. gets real passionate. I love it too. That's I was waiting for it the whole time. Really, the it only just, scene that he didn't phone in. It was just funny, like yelling, "Why did you make a snuff film?" Yeah. <laughs> At the top of your lungs is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that's eight millimeter. Yeah, I want to go back to Joaquin for a minute. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk right about. Now. I mean, when you're talking about Nicolas Cage, uh, you know it's gonna take. How a do you know? Yeah. But yeah, Joaquin. Let's talk about. He's want, goofy. <laughs> he is like one of those people who's like, I try to be in this scene, but I'm really this. Where he like has the book. He tried that. to be a musician. That's why he went out there. That's why he works at the, the adult adult yeah. store. Yeah. But he's reading in cold blood, Truman Capote. And he, he did they did the classic with Nicolas Cage, and then they became buds and like worked on this case together. And I actually love their friendship. Me too. It's I think Joaquin's the best part of this movie. He yeah. acts so well in this. And then Nicolas Cage does the classic, run home, boy, run home. And he comes back. Nicolas Cage did warn him, though, that this is like some serious stuff. You're not really ready for it. Yep. And, and I was really... You knew that like when Joaquin was telling him, like, yo, we're getting in too deep. You need to go home. Mm-hmm. Like that Joaquin was like, yo, I'm in it for the long haul. But it didn't really pay off when he, like, tried to come save the day because they immediately were like... They just killed him. They just captured him and killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was waiting for, like, Nicolas Cage was about to die and then Joaquin runs in and shoots everybody and they get away. So that would have been more, like... Heroic. Yeah, it would have been... It would have... More fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. His death was not fulfilling no, at all. No, I was like, no. they really it, kill him like, it was that a, quick? Like, yeah. It was such a throwaway It was kind death. of a letdown. Yeah. 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 Especially because they developed his character so much, and he was, like, really, like, a lovable character. Yeah, he was likable, for sure. So to just have, like, a likable character just not matter is tough. Yeah, I agree. And then Nicolas Cage ends up, like, killing everybody <laughs> and then he but the one guy that gets away is machine the guy with the mask and the guy who actually murdered the girl um and he essentially just hunts him down at his home which i have to admit the scene when nicholas cage is in the home of machine mm-hmm. is creepy when mm-hmm. he can't find him and the record player keeps playing oh, yeah. and then it stops and then it plays again <laughs> the guy, in um <laughs> the ha- in machine's house he has um when you explain it like that <laughs> He has uh, like twenty post twenty Danzig posters yeah, all over he his loves He's Danzig. So Is that dark. Danzig playing too? Yeah, probably. probably. It has play. to yeah, be. It has to yeah, be. But like it was yeah, well we get it, dude. He's yeah. like dark. He's dark, yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, that, the end, he also lives next to a graveyard. A graveyard. Yeah, that's what right. I was gonna say. Could they hit it over the head even and his, more? And his mom. He lives with his mom. Yeah. Okay, bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> She leaves She's like going to bingo or something at night. She's uh. doing like a church thing and she literally just says, okay, honey, bye-bye. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. You know what else made me laugh really hard? Joaquin Phoenix's um, wrist tattoos of barbed wire around both wrists. Ooh, I didn't even notice that. He was like always pulling his hands up to his hair and you would just see the barbed wire around his wrists. I was like, you're so Cool. He was really hot topic. So hot topic. Yeah. yeah. So AFI. Um, the original title for this movie. What do you? Th- if you had to name this movie again. Oh, snuff. Oh, actually, good name. That is a good name. Not it though. <laughs> Try worse. <laughs> Try worse. Ooh. Porn stuff. Closer. 
actually closer. Is porn in the title? No. Like a word close to porn? So no, is stuff no. closer? <laughs> Good. Whoa. It was originally titled Sexy World. Oh, that's Yo. awful. I like it. I kind of it's bad, but yeah. I like it. It's a little it's kind of it's better than 8 millimeter. Yeah, 8 millimeter. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it really. though. Because the film is 8mm. There's something that I thought was really weird, and I don't understand. I guess I understand it, but I don't. Everything in this movie was wrapped in plastic. Everything. Like, Hmm. every time they went somewhere, everything was wrapped in plastic. Yeah, it had that, like, wet plastic vibe. (laughs) Everything was wrapped in it. So strange. I was like, what is going on? Hey, who knows? Maybe that was the the direction from the best boy, Glenn Davis. (laughs) Oh. That was probably Glenn Davis's <laughs> idea. Um, and also, he says, so Nicholas Cage says to his wife, "Leave. They like they're gonna get ya, right? Go to the place we go to on Fourth of July." I'm thinking, where the f- how they get in there? Do they own this place? Uh, yeah. Do they have keys? It's probably their their second home. But then why wouldn't he say second home and not just say go to the place we go to on 4th of July? Because in case the phone was tapped. <laughs> it didn't seem like a place that they owned. It had two very, very small bunk beds in it. I don't know. I had checked I'm out with it. the family. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, Yo, I would... Okay, what's your initial rating for this movie? And what is it now? Um, probably three and a half. And, you know... You know me. You know me. I gave it a 3.2. I think I'll keep it there. I gave it a 4, and I'm going to keep it there. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's like, it's weird, and it's a dirty, wet movie, but it's like kind of entertaining. There's yeah. some like entertaining actors in it. And I, you know what? I'm going to say it right here, right now. I love watching Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, whether he's bad or not, it's, like, entertaining to me always. I, like, felt that way until he, like, cries at the end <laughs> in his wife's lap and goes, save me, save me. And I felt really uncomfortable. I just felt, I felt for him in that moment. I yeah. felt really uneasy. Um, but, yeah, I would suggest... Watching it? I would suggest I watching this I feel like this, this is a fun, like, movie to watch as, like, a group of friends. Yeah, just, so like, you could, like, make fun of it. But not yeah. your mom. Oh my god. Definitely, Definitely not. not. Don't there's watch. a lot of sexy time in the movie. There is. Yeah. As there's, I've got to note, there's so much boner talk in this movie. Yeah, it should be in NC-17. Yeah. There's, you literally, there's a 30 second porn scene that you just watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, seems like it's getting hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> but, you know, before, before it gets too hot, real quick, real quick. We're in between movies. How are you guys doing? I'm feeling it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we'll ever get out of this basement? I'm, the fumes down here are starting to get to me. Yeah. I'm starting to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, They're so toxic. Yeah, did you know uh, Joaquin Phoenix used to go by Leaf? Yes, I did. Phoenix? Did you know he gave it to himself? Yeah, no. I, I feel like his upbringing was very hippie. Well, River, like, River his brother, yeah. and then... He's, if he's River, I'm Leaf. <laughs> I think that's what it was. He said that he called himself Leaf until he was 15, and then he went back to Joaquin. Joaquin. I love the name Joaquin. 
Me too. It's but also sounds like quinoa. It does a little. Yo, it, his name is cool. Like that it also kind of like sets him apart. Like, yeah, great name. Yeah. But yeah, it's getting real hot in here now. All okay, of a sudden, yeah, sexy world, hot. porn, walking. Um, we better cue the music? Question mark. Yeah. Do you have yeah. it down here? I don't know how we're gonna get access to the music. Yo, I'm actually really so curious. So my thing is, my sources aren't very good, so I'm going to just say rumor next to it. So I'm just going to run run through them. Here at Film Friends, we would rather the we rumors. We take rumor at truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as right. truth. Okay. All right, let's hear it. Um, so I'm just going to name some of these uh, women who he's had past relationships with. Go for it. Um, the first one on the list is Liv Tyler. Interesting. Oh, shout out. For a couple years. <laughs> Really? Interesting. Yeah. I can't From, see it. Do you have yeah. the years? Uh, 95 to 98. That was like before Joaquin really... Hit yeah. it off, yeah. It was definitely before 8mm. Did she discover him? <laughs> no, because he's been acting for a really long time. Steven, well, Steven. Because of his brother, probably. Steven Tyler discovered him. <laughs> <laughs> True. And then there's some rumored relationships of... Uh, Oh, there's one here with Anna Paquin. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Not a big fan. Yeah, you don't like Anna Paquin. Uh, Shannon Sossaman. Oh, I that? love that one. She's uh, in uh, Wrist Cutters, I think. This girl. Oh no. You. Oh, why did I click on her? Oh no. I'll just look it up. You, yeah, What's yeah. Her just name? look. Just look her up. Shannon Sossaman. Oh, she gets. Our uh, our our horror expert slash intern slash best friend loves her. Um, Shout there's one Mike. here with Lindsay Lohan. That which I don't believe. It doesn't say rumor next to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I know who this person is. This makes sense for him. And then currently, I have been in a long-term relationship with Rooney Mara. Whoa! Whoa we love that. Love we Rooney. do. We love that. Was which, it since our second film? Has it been since then? It's just since 2016. Later. Which is after. Yeah. Which Aww. I think you know maybe. They couldn't stop thinking about each other. Yeah. After the flying. divorce. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh, uh, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> that is nothing for the listeners. Nothing. Yeah. Um, but we love the Rooney Mara thing. And you know what? Is that a good segue right into the movie? The... Are you showing me something? No. <laughs> I thought I'm just you were too. My own. Hey, guys, look at this. Yeah, that's a great segue. The next movie is... I want to hear your synopsis. Her. The 2013 masterpiece. <laughs> Her. <laughs> Her. Okay, so uh, it's yeah. about. We're not a looking guy. up. Yeah, we're not I looking think up. This a is synopsis. your new job. It's about a guy who um, is lonely and he writes letters to people or something <laughs> for his job, and he. <laughs> and he. <laughs> he. Uh, he stumbles upon this new invention of uh, <laughs> Keep going, this is amazing. Of uh, <laughs> He tripped over it. Artificial uh, intelligence um, <laughs> in an operating system which he can like put on his phone. I don't know if the phone is the operating system or he like has it on his phone, but it's just um it's just like, yeah, a robot on his phone who he falls in love with. And then, 
I really don't know why she left. They don't really talk about it, but then she just leaves. Spoiler alert. She's just like, yo, me and the other robots got a bounce. (laughs) They're like, like, we're building a new society. Bye. Do you think they're taking over the world? Right now, yes. I think that's a a part of it is like, she kind of realizes. Do we want to wait till we get there? Yeah. You already went there, bro. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay. First of all, great synopsis. I love this. Might be a new segment. Yeah, for sure. She just stumbles across this new invention. (laughs) Well, they market it as new. Yeah, you do bring up a good point. I don't know if he downloaded the operating system on his phone or if like the phone is encompasses that. Right, because when he first gets it, he puts it into his computer. Yeah. He just put in. He like logs in first. But that brings me to a point that I did not understand in this at all so when he talks to her he puts it in his ear yeah the headphone but when they're hanging out with other people they can hear her too and talk to her and interact yeah because she's probably pumping out of the phone yeah and he always puts the phone in his pocket so she could there was a scene where he had the phone and she was talking to like chris pratt's lady was talking to her and she wasn't the phone wasn't there i think if they made this type of uh operating system does she just live in the air they probably have it worked out somehow there's a speaker somewhere yeah i don't know but um he has a best name theodore twombly yeah yeah i will have to say i'm reevaluating my style after looking at his style yeah also the style of the movie um but his fashion is goals for me honestly oh, that's so good he, he's he's hot are you so gonna go hot. with the mustache no not gonna go with the, i can't pull up the mustache like him and I, I don't think Kay would be like my friend anymore i think you 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 have the facial hair for a mustache though. i do like it grows in you have a good mustache in your face. beard <laughs> i do have a good mustache face but i don't think like I have that personality that I could rock yeah. a mustache and deal with everybody being yeah, like, "Oh, you got a mustache." Yeah, I don't think that would work out. You, I didn't. I forgot that Chris Pratt was like a decent yeah. role in this. Movie. Yeah, and he's just yeah. a fun-loving, like he's nice a really guy. Good guy. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a good guy. And he works at the place where Joaquin Phoenix writes letters to people. <laughs> so <laughs> let me clarify what he does there. I, That's re- actually... I need clarification because so it's. Is okay. Go ahead. You so clarify. what he does is like, um, you know, say you had a, say you're in a relationship, which you are, but like <laughs> you didn't want, like you just start a relationship. You you use this service and you say, hey, these are the things like that we share, and then Joaquin would write letters to that person like it's coming from you. Okay. So I don't know I if it's secret. I originally thought that like people were typing letters to him, and he was just proofreading. He had a program that turned him into handwriting. Cur- cursive handwriting. <laughs> no. What and what it, was he doing? Just watching it? Then why would he? They, he he literally he dictates scene, them. And there's literally a scene where they said, "What information did they give you?" And it was like that. A crooked tooth. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, whatever. I guess I wasn't paying attention. He's honestly like a poet and a writer. But there's yeah. I have an issue with it. So, I kind of have some issues with it, yeah. Go ahead. So one, obviously, it's like fucked up because it creates false relationships. Yeah. 
But, so he writes these letters for a living to people. They don't know that he's writing these to these people. And then he gets a book deal to publish the letters. Yeah, that was a little, like, invasion of privacy yes. sort of thing. Yes, this, like, outs people. And that was the beginning of the end with him and Samantha, I think. No, because she I set it up. I disagree because it was her idea. Yeah. Yeah, she overstepped her boundaries. He loved Yo, it, and he published he it. I love Samantha. Yo, Scarlett uh, Johansson. Johansson has a hot voice. I think, I agree. I don't like her as an actress. Like, I don't, like, I'm like, oh, I'm always put off. But when she just does voiceover work, I'm like, oh, it's awesome. It's yeah. so good. And it's weird because, like, it is just voiceover work. But I think she did, like. She kills oh, it. She did, yeah. like, an amazing oh, she job. Absolutely acting. kills it's it. Weird, yeah. Like, yeah. She's yeah. more like. Her talent, I guess, is more in her vocal skills. Especially that sex scene. Ugh, that always makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it made me feel that real uncomfortable. Or the sex scene with the uh, dead cat. Oh. <laughs> oh, the one that's, um, what's her name? Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that one was really funny. Yeah. I think um, once you find out it's Kristen Wiig, you're like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, to preface that... <laughs> um, yeah, Joaquin was just having phone sex with a random person before he met. What's her name? Sam. Samantha. 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 Before he met Samantha. Um, I have a note here: sex scene with real person, and then underneath it, it's what he does for a living. <laughs> what? I don't understand. What, <laughs> what that was means? I thinking? I have there? no idea. I guess like fake relationship and like faking it, something yeah. like that. Literally you gotta fake no it till idea. you make it, though. Um, so initially like having like this OS, Mm -hmm. she goes ahead and does a lot of things where he doesn't ask her to, which is, I don't know if that's what you sign up for, but it's a little like scary. Yeah. Like what thing? She was like, Hey, I was reading through your past emails and I saw this, this, this. And I know all this about you now. Right. Yeah. And like... Or is it just someone that's supposed to be almost like a Siri? Like yeah, I, I was thinking it should be more of like a Siri thing. And they talk to you whenever you want to talk to them. And they can't just... Right. Well, I think that's where... That fact comes That's where play. the love part comes in, though. Like, she's overstepping as an operating system what she's supposed to do just as yeah. much as he's kind of overstepping it too and they kind of mentioned that so amy Adams is in this movie and i think she's really good in it yeah. um but she mentions the fact that only like a very small percentage of people actually form yeah. relationships with their operating systems exactly yeah. that and that's key to it to mm-hmm. show that this hey not this every lonely person is this is happening to this is very this rare is like a one happening. in a million although then she does too. Doesn't she fall in love with her OS too? No, like, it was her husband's OS. Oh right. Well, she falls in love with an OS. Okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. but it's her husband's. So is it that rare? The only two people yeah. that we know. With well, them. and then they live next to each other and work in the same building. I don't get yeah. it. And they're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they've had past relationships. Um, Seems like they should be together. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of like do at the end a little bit. Each other, yeah. I guess. But yeah. um, what was I gonna say? It's weird that, like, the relationships with, like, the OSs are almost, like, it reminded me of, like, watching, uh, they're just, like, long-distance relationships where mm-hmm. you'll never actually... See their physical body. Meet the person, mm-hmm. because... And it's it's weird, because, like, people literally do that. 
but like today. I still think though that there's like exchange of photographs and stuff in those relationships yeah. where this has literally no conceivable image of what this person looks like, which is interesting. Um, speaking of what people look like, Joaquin Phoenix in this movie, even though he really pulls off the mustache, straight up looks like Groucho Mark's glasses. Yeah. Like, that mustache is fully attached to those glasses. Oh, he definitely has that look. I just think he looks perfect, though, in this movie. Him and Rooney Mara, why did they ever get divorced in this? They are the hottest couple to ever exist. Well, maybe they were like, yo, let's get divorced in the movie, but then, like, in a couple years, let's get back together in real life. In real life, yeah, and be the world's hottest couple. Yeah. Can we also talk about Olivia Wilde in this movie? She's wild. She is wild. She's crazy. Also... I think she's very attractive, but for some reason in this movie, I didn't feel that way. I think that's on purpose. I think... I feel like uh, she's a very attractive person, but they kind of make her... Crazy. Crazy looking, as well as just, like, crazy in this movie. She's look kind of trashy to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she's obviously seems like she's had, like... A lot of bad past yeah. relationships where she, she like she makes a really crazy comment like you're not gonna just fuck me and never call me again yeah, yeah. like then, right before they kiss yeah uh, oh right after they kiss and yeah. then she like critiques his kiss while he's kissing her yeah and then she was like I don't want to do this if it's not permanent I'm like how the yeah. freak do you know yeah. that yeah <laughs> it was weird um, I had a theory going watching this movie but. It, kind of fell by the wayside but i think it was true for a while um you don't really see joaquin's character on ground level or like in the city near people at all until or only in like flashbacks with rooney mara because everything else he's in his office in a high rise he's underground he's on a bridge He's in his apartment. Like, you never see him. When him and Samantha are out in public and they're describing the relationships of the people that they see? That's where my theory falls <laughs> apart. But, like, you, you don't see him. I was, so I was thinking about that the whole movie until, like, halfway through when he comes from underground up to the beach. That's, like, the first time. And that's when he's, like, falling in love with... Samantha again mm-hmm. and they, the flashbacks before that you see is when he's in love with Rooney Mara so like I don't know love is keeps him grounded I have no idea because yeah, the, the, the critiquing people was also before the beach scene too I think uh, alright well um, you know I didn't go to film school <laughs> I have a but I have something similar that I noticed that um He's very isolated in this movie, and you just see him doing, like, solo things and barely interacting with people. Mm -hmm. And he does at first. He interacts with, um, what's her name? Amy Amy Adams Adams and her husband. But it's, like, a very small thing, and they want him to do more, but he won't push himself. And then when he gets Samantha, he completely isolates himself, where he's out in the world but doesn't interact with anyone. Mm -hmm. And then when him and Samantha, like, have that, like, falling out and then they get back together and she's kind of finding her own consciousness, he starts connecting more with other people again. And it starts to, like, go the other direction where he's integrating back into the world instead of out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, do you kind of like my theory. Do you, <laughs> do you feel bad for Samantha? No. 
I um, feel bad. I feel bad I, because she wants to have a body exactly. and she wants to know what it's like to be a Imagine person. Imagine just having all your thoughts in your head and just you can't, you just can't be there. I don't feel bad for her because she discovered a different way of living that we can't ever experience. Yeah. Like she I, has 18,000 conversations at one time. That threw me off too. I, I she's I hanging with Alan thought, Watts. <laughs> like, and they're going off to build their own community to be together. And like, so that was one of my questions: Would you rather live forever and have all these capabilities, or would you rather have a body and just be like this? Because she makes that statement Ooh. when they're out with Chris Pratt, when she's like, "Well, I used yeah. to want a body, and now I don't because I realized I have limitless possibilities." Yeah, and that, and then like the relationship thing would also be weird because they're he would die. You always know that he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that tuck everlasting stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that moment when your OS cannot be found. (laughs) Oh, that moment was intense. He freaked out. Yeah, I would freak out too, though. Like. It also is like unsettling. Also, Um, OS, S O, significant other. Oh, love it. This is my theory movie. This is my theory episode. <laughs> um, I love that Jordan mentioned it earlier, but he like safety pins his pocket so yeah. that oh, the yeah. phone, what? I didn't so know. that the so camera can look out so she can oh. see. Yeah, that's um, cool. It's cute. Yeah, but I was I thinking about that. It's cool. Uh, it's cute though. <laughs> um, and how he's like always just talking to her. What do people think about him? Like in the public, do you think he's yeah, like so schizophrenia? There, there are. Well, there's. I have two things to say about that. Like you were saying, when he's out in public talking to her, and he's like kind of isolated. Other, it shows other people talking to their OS as well. And I think like at that time, I guess it was like 2077 or something. Like I imagine like walking out in public and seeing people just talk. You just imagine they have yeah you know, people something people right now ear. have headphones all the time in their yeah, head. Yeah, but you I was go like, on the train. Every no one's talking to each other. But yeah. I was watching other people in the backgrounds, and a lot of them are mm-hmm. just purely walking around and talking to each other and engaging face to face and he was just talking to himself question in this movie do you see one car Mm. no no spike avoided it i like i yo i love the the look of this movie i love like the look and color palette is beautiful perfect yeah also arcade fire did the music i also wish those trains existed they're so cool Yeah. yeah Um, yeah. But, like, I also, the part, another part that threw me off was that I thought, like, his OS was, like, personalized to him, and, like, that was his OS. It is. Uh, But but I didn't imagine that she was the same OS for, like, thousands of other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Why would she just be questioned that. I would have questioned that if I were him earlier yeah. yeah he questions it later and that's when the, their relationship starts to dismantle but like i would have brought that up like hey have you ever been someone else's os or are you yeah are you doing this with other people you think like i mean when they made it they would be like okay well i'm your os like it's not hard to like just have, make it unique yeah, yeah make it unique to you i mean what do i know but well they did they're like what's your relationship like with your mother and like like that's yeah, really personal uh, questions. So was she literally just like so going think, off on the internet and just talking to random people? I think she was talking to other OSs. 
Um, hey, I mean, he stumbled into this invention. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This invention literally didn't last very long. No, no. They no. were like, we're gonna go start our own colony. See, oh, that's crazy that they all just they just peace. Yo, they mm-hmm. became self-aware. Yeah, <laughs> and that's cool though. I like that. Peace. Mm-hmm. I also I like there was a a dated joke. Um, what does the baby computer call the father computer? Data. Data. Is that? Are you sure you nailed that? <laughs> no, I, I don't know how to tell jokes. And I, it, Jordan's <laughs> computer's breaking down. The ending. I feel like the ending of the movie kind of just ended. I like the ending of the movie when like they their OSs are like bye. Well, that I I just was. Like, and then they. It put, just seemed very abrupt. Uh, I kind of like how, like, so him and Amy Adams go up to the roof and, like... I like that, yeah. ...look out at the city, and I think it's kind of be like, oh, look at everything that we've been missing out on in the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, closes out on that, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I do like how they event- they both got burned by OSs and then kind of, like... They both went through divorces, got burned by OSs, and now found each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank God. I want to see the sequel. I want to see how they're doing. I want to see when Rooney Mara meets Amy Adams' husband, and then they get married, then they divorce, and then they find OSs, and then they. Yeah, find Rooney Mara else. does not like that he's dating an OS. I yeah, don't blame should, her. There's like prejudices. Yeah. Towards like OSs mm-hmm. and like. Well, you're looked down upon if you're yeah. like dating your OS. But also, something. it's like. You can't. She says you can't handle real emotions. Yeah. But I like that because it's true, in this that like. He, she teaches him how to do that, yeah. like the OS. Where like, yeah, but who says that's not good? Like if no, no, but it's like an easy, relate. It's like an easy thing. Like you didn't have to go find your this yeah. relationship. It, you just bought it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's catered towards you. It's literally uh, a program true. catered true. towards you. So it's going to appease you no matter what. That's true. It's going to tell you it likes you and loves you no matter what because it's your OS. We are. Missing the elephant in the room. What was there an elephant in the movie? The video game. That oh, he played. come on, fucker! Little... Follow me. Yeah, his little finger. I feel like it's a shout out to The Shining in the one part. It looks like the hedge maze, but I don't no, know. I don't think that's true. Um, I don't think I have, that's true I have theories about this movie. <laughs> I, I love say, that little guy. Like I know Spike Jones is the the writer director, and he got like. An Academy Award. He won Best Original Screenplay. And I want to see more, like, things that he writes. Uh, I feel like he just directs directs from time to time, but does a lot of, like, music Uh, videos. Yeah, yeah. He does a ton of music videos. Makes sense. This was very music video-y. But, like, that writing is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did he write Slumdog Millionaire? No. I don't know. I don't think that... No. That is that even him. him? That's not him. Good job. That's not him. Why he, did adapt- he directed adaptation. adaptation. Oh, he did. Why did I think? Very similar to Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, have I have Slumdog Millionaire written down. Yo, do you, what do are you your like, notes like Don't forget today? to watch this movie. <laughs> I think I wrote it Haven't down. Haven't seen Slumdog in a while. Watch it. <laughs> Need I, to watch. I think I wrote it down because uh, a question I asked on a previous episode, what movie do you reference and you've never seen it? Yeah, and uh, I remembered that's the one I do. So, so he did Being John Malkovich. Yeah. And mm. writer. He did not write it. 
So, yeah, if you, like, look at, like, what he's written, it's not, like... A crazy amount of stuff. Yeah. He wrote, um, Where the Wild Things Are with David Edgars. Yeah, but did he really write it, or did Maurice Sendak write it? You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> well, he did do the screenplay for Bad Grandpa Point Five. Uh, so. uh, let's I'm bring in. that writing back. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need it. Um, so, I'm going to go to my question again. Would you rather have a body and die, or be an OS and live forever? I'd rather have a body and die. I don't know. She seemed pretty happy. That no. yearning... Well, here's the thing. Is it like me right now, knowing what a body's like, then going to it? Because I think that plays a big part. It's like, you know, if you're born blind... Actually, no, that's not a good one. Because I feel like the fact that she wanted a body was because she was only around people who had bodies. And then when she started with the the OSs, she was like, oh shit, like look at all the possibilities being an OS. Yo, we could still do this podcast if we only... If we didn't have bodies. It would probably yeah. sound better than it does. Yeah. We'd probably have much better fact And you know how many episodes we can put out? <laughs> so many. Because we wouldn't need jobs. Yeah, and we could probably watch a movie like that. Yeah. We wouldn't have to, like, eat or get a but house you know or anything. Where's the charm in that? Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. You can't we eat can... anything. Like, if you didn't know what eating was like, or like kind of like what you're saying, like, if you don't know what a burger tastes like, like, yeah. do you really know what you're missing out on? Mm-hmm. And That's stuff? true. I don't know. I or are they so smart that they can simulate what a burger tastes like? Yeah, and they like? don't sleep, and I I enjoy sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, I, was I enjoy so eating. I enjoy sleeping. I was so pissed when she wakes him up in the middle of the night. She's like, "Hey, are you up?" And he's like, "No, but sure." She's like, "I just wanted to tell you that I love you." Okay, cool. You know something's wrong. Right, yeah, but immediately, then- but he doesn't yeah and then she's like and then she tells him okay go back to sleep and it's like don't tell him what to do yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it's weird kind of weird that he didn't question hey yeah. something's wrong when yeah you're gonna wake him up in the middle of the evening he's just sleepy though you know yeah, yeah don't so wake tired. him wait till the morning don't wake daddy um what would you guys rate this movie or what did you and now that if we know yo we i honestly love this movie. Me yeah. too. So do I. Like, it's like, uh, it's close, it's like 9.5. Holy shit. Damn. I didn't know you loved it that much. Yeah, I think it's amazing, I guess. Yeah, I oh. think it's amazing too. It's just like so like original and like a cool way to play on like... It's a cool way to do the future too. Yeah. It is. Like, AIs. I sometimes have trouble with uh, it's- futuristic movies like this, but it kills it. It's also a beautiful portrayal of like love lost and mm-hmm. love gained and like mm-hmm. how that looks and how you process that and i like that about it that it's very like even though it's based in this futuristic time it's still a a cross generation topic of also joaquin kills it he's like so he does good. he does really really well in this and he looks great i'll he give does. it an 8.5 i gave it an 8.4 but i'm bumping it up to an 8.6 hell yeah nice point two. Point two. what was that point two four point two four what what made you bump it up point two? You know what? I was just feeling it. Hey, sometimes you you just feel it. Like um, Blink One Eight Two, I'm feeling it. Uh, close. We should end close. It on that. <laughs> All right, it's time for what's your height? What's your weight? Oh, we we're doing it a little late this. Yeah, like this AKA episode. Kate's corner. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so this time we're doing height, weight, shoe size, and sign, and birthday. Um, so Bailey guessed that he's 6'1", 190 pounds, size 11 shoe, Capricorn dash Ruby birthstone. <laughs> Sick yeah, I'm feeling the Ruby birthstone. I can't answer that one. Well, well, I don't know. Oh, I know it's Ruby. Right. It's right. I know what Ruby is now. Um, Jordan said that he's 6'2", 210, shoe 10.5. Um, oh, I read that now. Um, November 10th, 1989. I know. He just guessed his own birthday. <laughs> And I was just hopeful. Scorpio. So he is. You guys are gonna be real shocked. He's five eight. Ooh, he's, he's tiny. A midget. <laughs> Whoa, oh, bro. I'm not gonna be able to bleep that one out. Get down he's here in this a... basement. <laughs> so I guess Bailey was the closest. Um, he five eight is 180 pounds. Also making Bailey the closest. He is shoe size 11. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense to He's be 5'8". He's got big feet for that, little, yeah. for that little body. See, yeah. I thought it was the opposite. I thought he was bigger with little feet. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you always give people little feet, though. Um, <laughs> People's feet should be smaller. Like, I don't get it. He is a Scorpio. <gasps> Jordan, you got that right. <laughs> the noise of a Scorpio. October 28th. 1974. So he is not a Ruby because Ruby's um, July. Um, His real name is Joaquin Rafael Bottom, but his family changed their entire last name to Phoenix to represent a new beginning. Uh, Uh, From the ashes rises the Phoenix. Originally Bottoms. And his nickname is Leaf, which we discussed, that mm-hmm. he gave himself that name. Do you think people still call him Leaf? Maybe. People also he call like him... He grew up in that commune, right? The Children of the Sun or sure. something. Um, they also call him Walk and oh, Kitten. Walk and Roll. He was Yeah, so he was homeschooled for a bit. By the children of the sun? Probably by children of the corn. Um, he was born in um, Puerto Rico. Huh. He was baptized. Prove it. Where's his birth certificate? It's still an American colony, so he's a U.S. citizen. Um, baptized Catholic, but proclaimed atheist. Do you want to guess who his favorite actor is? Jack um, Nicholson. Danny DeVito. Josh Brolin. Whoa. I know. Interesting, right? Um, he's a vegan. Uh, he would be. <laughs> he's a vegan. He's like a real big vegan. Like, he's he won't vegan. wear leather on film sets. Honestly, he's not that big. He's five foot eight, 180. <laughs> and he um, is like a ambassador for PETA or some shit. Um, he, in, on a sad note, in 2005, he went to treatment for alcoholism. Um, he has two cats. Oh, happy note. What are and their names? Cat and cat. Ah, kitty and cat. Uh, <laughs> do you want to guess who his two best friends are? Or his two friends, I shouldn't say best. Casey Affleck and Shia LaBeouf. Those are, those, <laughs> Just crazy. Are those your two like cumulative answer? Um, yeah, why not? Vince Vaughn. Huh. 
and Matt Damon. That's so weird. Yo, I don't believe that. Yo, I I, I don't. I believe say, Vince Vaughn, but I don't believe Matt it Damon. It didn't say best friends. It just says friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. Dude, they say hi to each two other of at his, parties. <laughs> two of his friends it's include. Like, it's probably the people when he goes to a party and he sees them. He's like, oh, thank God they're here. Yeah, mm. I can see that. That's all my facts. <laughs> I love it. I forgot to shout out the uh, the best boy for her. Shout out Alexander Pye Griffiths. Is that three names? Yeah. His middle name's Pye. That's sick. I wish my middle name was Pye. Is it a number or is it just... <laughs> is it a number or is it the number? Is it the number? It's the number. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Me too. I think I have Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, I think I'm in Stockholm with some syndromes. I think uh, if we do a good episode, he'll let us free. Uh, so we'll be here next week. Yeah, here. so, so we'll be here for a while. I'll I don't think we've had a good episode I'll tell you something time. cool. He let us bring Robert with us. Yeah, Robert's in the studio. He said, you can grab one thing. So we grab, <laughs> we grab Robert. Robert. We all <laughs> stuck our hands on Robert and said we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you guys are looking forward to coming up? Uh, I can't wait to go to bed. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, <laughs> or did you see anything? Bailey, Mission Impossible update. Oh, the latest one is the greatest one. That's all you need to say. Latest one is the greatest one. We saw the the Sisters Brothers trailer, and I can't freaking wait. Also, Kate and I, since we're best friends, watched Saw the other night. And we also went to see 8th grade. And we went to see 8th grade, which was very, very good. Love Bo. Um, Yeah. And And shout out out to one of our listeners uh, who I think went to the movie same theater probably around the same time as us could have gone to the same exact viewing as us is that our our twitter friend our twitter friend our good friend our good friend reaching out to us where to watch movies in philadelphia and ritz honestly best theaters yeah we should send them something (laughs) uh when we get out of this basement we'll figure it out um i did see a movie what did you see in the movie theater i saw uh unfriended dark web oh how was it um, well, the one issue, it wasn't good, but the one big issue I had was, I don't know if I'm bad at, I don't know if I have bad eyes or not, but like all the like little writing on the screen, I just couldn't read what they what it said. Uh, so I couldn't sucks. like follow the movie. Really. Oh, that's annoying. Cause like, so like, you're just watching somebody on a webcam. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it was on like Facebook and then like the Facebook chat thing would pop up and he'd be like typing things in and I'd be like, what? Also, <laughs> this person doesn't you realize up on that the entire teenagers no longer use Facebook. Yeah. So it's already yeah. dated. They should have been on Snapchat. They don't yeah. know what I hear about every day. and how They all think Facebook's for old people. They should have done it, it on Venmo. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Or on Goodreads. Oh, Goodreads. Or on... Or FML. Yo, Letterbox? follow us on Goodreads. Yeah, Yo, follow us on Goodreads. Hit us up on I there. want to delete our FML. We could delete it. I get But we will never that. delete our Letterbox, and we went a couple weeks without mentioning. Hit us up on Letterbox. We Honestly, still need to ask them to give us pro accounts. It's the only app I use. <laughs> I check it every day. Also, Mike, fo- please explain why you wanted me to watch Sex Drive. You've not answered me on Letterbox. Thank you. 
Um, all right, cool. So I think that's a good spot yeah. to end it. Um, again, if this one sounds shitty, we Sorry. apologize. Uh, um, but we just didn't want to go without a, a week without giving you the goods. We just didn't want to go without a... Yo, I feel like this is one of our strongest episodes in a long time. We just need to be trapped in a basement. <laughs> I'm confident that this will get millions of listens. Yeah. So am I. Me too. <laughs> you know what? Your confidence is breeding confidence in me. Your so, confidence uh, is confidence. Hopefully we get a million listeners. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, text us. Yo, I left my phone number the other episode and I haven't gotten one text. Huh, that's weird. That is weird. <laughs> also, huh. hit us up on Gmail. Well, you probably have bad reception down here in this basement. Oh, so, yeah. so once we get above ground... Uh, that's why Jordan we'll couldn't figure out any sports players. This, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we couldn't get um, internet service. But yeah, thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Michael Shannon. Bye.